0: Hey everyone, welcome to There's Nobody Here Named Josh, the podcast where we are true to the name that there is nobody here currently named Josh. My name is Kevin and I'm joined by Will. What it do? And today we have very two special guests. We have Mr. Adam Upper, a.k.a. Stump Chunkman, who is the producer of uh, this lovely podcast. Where is he? he you Oh, there you are. That <laughs> oh. yeah, is perfect. And we have Go a ahead. super, we have a super special guest today. His name is Rivers Langley. He is right here. We'll let him introduce himself. Hi,
1: hey, how's it going? Hello. From, <laughs> my, from Disgrace Land himself. Yes, that's sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, so actually, yeah. So let's a little bit first. Let's uh, throw to Rivers, and uh, we're, I, as we as uh, we're talking about wrestling today, so uh, and you're my known wrestling person. So. Uh, and you got that done. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit about, about yourself, at Rivers. Uh, well, I, I
2: would, Hi. I would say, I would say I'm a comedian based in Los Angeles, but uh, I don't know. I haven't. There's been no comedy since March, so I don't know
0: what the hell I am. Uh, I. <laughs> Uh, comedian I, I, on hiatus. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. The whole thing that's been going on is pretty funny to me. So
2: yeah, yeah, it's been great. Well, no, I guess it's. I guess I'm still technically a comedian. I'm just not a stand-up comedian at the moment because yeah. no one is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a podcaster. I got a podcast called "The Ghosts from the Woods," and uh, you know, we uh, we're all uh, we're all we're all big uh, wrestling guys. I wouldn't say it's a wrestling podcast necessarily. I've definitely had people. Uh, Be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've heard about your show, but I'm not really a big wrestling fan I'm like, I'd say we probably devote, you know, maybe maybe five to five to ten percent of the show to wrestling But uh,
1: There's always like like casual stuff too, so it's like hardcore So it was like someone like me who's not big into wrestling could be like Have a general idea what's going on, but not be like
0: too hardcore into it sort of like And, And poor Will here, poor Will I introduced him to wrestling for the first time a few days ago with an episode of go. WWF Superstars <laughs> from the 1980s, okay, and, and you should have heard his reaction from that. <laughs> I don't know, Will. Uh, wait, b- before we get into the topic, I have one more thing. I have to ask you the question, Rivers. I asked uh, okay. Adam this question, and 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 I already got his answer. So, are you, or or are you, or anyone around you named Josh? Uh,
2: not in my immediate circle. My roommates. <laughs> Uh, my my current roommate is actually leaving this apartment. He's going to be moving out to move in with a dude named Josh.
0: Okay, that works.
2: Mm-hmm. That works. I'm, I'm, I'm also in a sketch group uh, with said Josh, a uh, sketch group uh, called Hush Money. Uh, is, Josh, Josh is a brilliant uh, director and uh, filmmaker.
0: Is uh, that Josh, Josh anywhere near you right now?
2: Uh No, I think he's uh I think he's in Highland Park
0: Alright, so that's good Because we can't have anybody here named Josh okay. you know, That would be a disaster
3: If there's somebody here currently named Josh Then yeah. like we would have to end the show We would We would have to be like, cyber okay, cyber we're cyber done
1: yeah so, yeah, so that's like the final episode is all Josh's or something I guess.
0: I'll just, We'll all change our name to Josh Okay, Legally. so we're we're, we're going to start into the We're going to start into the topic now That That's right, Adam said it earlier, it's wrestling Now, now this doesn't mean it's just one specific kind like it's pro wrestling right so wwe wwf wcw any of the new stuff i have to admit i don't watch wrestling now i'm a big 1980s 1990s early 2000 wrestling fan uh you know the era of the the attitude era and the wcw and the wcw versus wwf that kind of stuff i don't watch aew I don't watch Impact. Oh,
2: I bet you'd like it.
0: <laughs> I bet you, I would. I, I've seen, I've seen a few, I've seen a few people, I've it, seen a few matches. Like my buddy Alex was supposed to be here today, and and he's a big AEW fan. Well, I was going to say what there is.
2: There is. Well, AEW is uh, stands for All Elite Wrestling. It's the newest, uh, prom, oh. the newest major promotion. Oh, is the that
1: United. that, is that the Jericho's one?
2: Yeah, Jericho's on it. Oh, okay. He was—he was their first big signing, oh, okay. and if you watch it, they are—you know—they are actively chasing that kind of mid-nineties WCW feeling yeah. to it. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. the way the way that everything's set up, you know, they've actually got layered storylines. The per- the people running the company, you know, don't have like the attention span of a squirrel. So <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> there can be multiple things happening. They just did. Uh, they just did a big pay-per-view called the Stadium Stampede inside the empty uh, uh, the empty football stadium for the Jacksonville Jaguars down in Florida, and okay. uh, one of their you know kind of big heroes, uh, you know babyface characters is Hangman Page, and he's supposed to be the a cowboy. His his catchphrase is "I do cowboy shit." And <laughs> and for the same he stampede, the cowboy shit that he did was he chased a man down a football field on a horse and and tried to beat his ass from a horse.
0: That it, it, that's some cowboy shit right there. That yeah, sounds yeah. a lot
3: like Red Dead Redemption. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> yeah. It very totally much does. Totally. Well, I was saying it. about that particular event, it's like, how many cowboys have there been in wrestling history like there there's been every generation has had six people being like oh i'm i'm cowboy so-and-so and i'm here to kick your ass and this I, is I the can. first time anyone's ever used a horse offensively
0: i, I can <laughs> think of two of them off the top of my head uh cowboy bob orton
2: sure randy's dad
0: and uh the smoking guns uh
2: billy oh, Gunn. Bart, bart, Billy bart, bart gun yeah yeah sure well and then there's like you know Cowboy-adjacent people, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I guess he's oh. more of like a country singer, but he's, Good Lord. he's got the Cowboy regalia. Dusty Rhodes always rolled with the Cowboy hat and the Cowboy... <laughs> oh, ah,
1: yeah. oh, Dusty Rhodes. Oh.
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of... Uh, f- fuck, Stan Hansen had the bull rope. Blackjack Mulligan, he went to prison yeah. for realsies. Like, oh, sure. There have been Cowboys, <laughs> oh, and, and just yeah. now... Somebody decided, like, oh, I'm going to be a cowboy and actually uh, use my horse to, you know, <laughs> attack someone in, in combat.
0: Do real cowboy shit. <laughs> we, yeah. we, have, we have a
3: cowboy, and cowboys seem to be a running theme of this podcast for some reason. Okay. Uh, so we have a cowboy in wrestling now. Uh, can we get... That's, that's Red Dead. We have the Red Dead. That's taken care of. Can we get GTA? Can we get Trevor Phillips in here?
2: Oh, uh, uh, we, we do... Had, We've had the Wyatt family. They've they've come yeah. and gone. <laughs> I would the, say the Wyatt was, family.
0: That was kind of their family, whole
2: thing. Man. Was sort of insane rednecks, right? Like, uh, <laughs> like well, if but, we, yeah.
0: If we want to get Trevor like from GTA, uh, the first thing I can't think of that dude's name off the top of my head. Uh, he, I can't. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But he would. He would damage people like you wouldn't believe. He was a a, a black Both. man.
2: Were you talking about New Jack?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, it.
2: Oh yeah, New Jack for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that's about <laughs> as close to Trevor from GTA as we can get. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean they've they've tried. I don't know, Black. Uh, yeah, Blackjack. That's actually not bad. Yeah, yeah, I go with that. I was I was gonna think of something like uh like Festus. Uh, was this character like you know how Trevor uh, his kind of special you know michael's thing is he's what like really or or franklin's thing he's really good at driving michael's thing mm-hmm. is he's really good at shooting. shooting
1: yeah and then
2: trevor's thing is Ever, he's got the like the, meth, meth rage maniac thing yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: there was this, this was probably you said you were in wrestling in the you know the 80s <laughs> through the early 2000s so this probably happened oh, right around the time you stopped watching there was a character named festus uh played by uh currently uh uh, luke gallows doc gallows uh who's a great wrestler i think he's probably he got let go from wwe a couple months ago and i believe he's on his way back to japan
0: i Uh, I remember festus
2: okay yeah so festus sort of had trevor's thing where you know like with trevor you click the little joystick and he goes nuts with festus anytime the bell rang he would go nuts and that was his thing he was like very docile like he was kind of like had his tongue sticking out like uh you know, And then as soon as the bell rang, he would like focus and then whoop ass. And that was sort of his deal. And, uh, and then later, I think when he joined CM Punk's uh, Straight Edge Society, uh, was when he claimed that the reason he was doing that was because he was addicted to pills. And CM Punk put him on the right path because he was Jesus, essentially. Oh, my
0: point. goodness. Okay. Wow. Now, Will here, my co-host, is only 19 years old. Okay. Okay. And and he has never watched wrestling before. So all these names that we're throwing out here, he is completely clueless. Right, Will? <laughs> Well, I
3: know the 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 Randy Man Macho Savage. The Randy the Man. Randy Mach- man? <laughs> the
0: Randy Man. The
1: Randy Man. Not his name, but yes.
3: Exactly. No, well, what do you what well, do you well, mean? That's, Randy, though, that's totally his name. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Randy Man.
2: <laughs> the Randy Man.
3: Macho Savage, you know. The Macho Man Randy Savage. And the and the, yeah. the 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 Hulk dude, you know. Bruce. Dude.
2: Bruce 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 no
0: Bruce Hulk yes Bruce Hulk yes Bruce Banner Hulk so earlier before we all started I start I was talking to him I told him you know just this kind of lingo that we would be talking about we said WWF when we refer to WWF it's like World Wrestling Federation and then WWE is World Wrestling Entertainment and WCW is World Championship (laughs) and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. I told him what a face was and what a heel was. The yeah. faces are the good guys, right? That's yeah, right. Faces are good guys. I,
3: I remember some stuff. Faces
0: yeah, are you're... good guys. Heels are bad guys. And when you see someone fall, it's called taking a bump. Yep, yep. And, and, yep. and, thing, and things like that. So that's kind of the general wrestling vernacular. Yeah. And, well, and,
1: and, 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 and speaking then, of bumps, yeah. I think Macho Man did a lot of those right before his promos.
0: Oh,
3: God.
1: <laughs>
0: macho man you mean do yes. you mean the the randy man
1: yeah after this i uh, show, yeah, show him some of his uh, promos yeah
0: in in bo- no 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 you want to get crazy ass promos you look at the ultimate warrior oh, yeah, ultimate warrior,
1: yeah, warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty nuts, yeah but uh we gotta start off with Randy macho man though because he's a, a pretty gotta start out with
0: the macho man, mm-hmm. man. yeah well
2: That's i
0: just guy. first of
2: all I don't know why they just figured out that this would sell a bunch, but I was at a, I was at Walmart uh, out in Burbank a couple weeks ago and you know, Macho man famously was the spokesman for slim Jim. Oh uh, yeah. The little, you know, I, I hesitate to call it meat, but you know, the meat like product <laughs> snack, uh, they sell at the gas station and now they have a, cause you know, slim Jims are slim. They're, you know, like long and thin. They yeah. now have a thick one, like the oh, size of like a, uh, uh, let me see if I do this correctly. The size of a toonie, uh, <laughs> and and it's like massive and thick. It's like Aww. the you know, it's like as thick as a hot dog. And it's called like- uh, Slim Jim Savage size. And they've got Macho What's Man gym, on the Slim Jim, and I was like, I bought it just because I'm a big Macho Man fan, and, uh, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend I didn't eat it. I ate it, but you know, it's uh, <laughs> it no, it's great. I mean, I mean, oh. it tastes like it tastes like nitrates and salt. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not like mean, salt saves it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Macho Man was that he was that much of a pop culture, you know, kind of crossover figure. Uh, you know, uh, he's you know he's he's like it's, it's similar to Hogan, except Hogan is tainted by the fact that you know even before everybody figured out he was like you know a, a racist uh, you know shithead. He's also tainted by the fact that Always. he wasn't a very good wrestler, which Macho Man very much was. And it's you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, he
0: he came he came from a he came from a wrestling family, right? The pop, the oh Poffo, yeah, the Poffos, yeah,
2: right. Yeah, his father was Angelo Poffo, um, who yeah. was kind of notoriously ran a uh, you know, in addition to wrestling on and off in Memphis and Texas, a lot of these places. Uh, Angelo Poffo was famous for running Outlaw Promotions. Um, because back in the days before Vince McMahon kind of consolidated wrestling, you know, starting in the early eighties, when he bought the company from his father, uh, wrestling was organized into territories. Um, and, uh, we, uh, my co uh, Dr. Pat on the podcast is very, very well versed in the stuff he is, uh,
3: Oh, he sounds he, like someone he, I get along with as Dr. Popcorn.
2: Yeah, well, he, he is. <laughs> It's it's Pat's a funny thing. Pat's a funny case because he he's one of those people that Pat and I talk almost exclusively about like wrestling and Leonard Skinner and like dumb southern stuff. But like Pat is legit one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Uh, he is a professor of sociology at UCLA and stuff like that. Oh damn. So, damn! Yeah, so you know there are we there are you know some you know there's smart people that think about this stuff a lot. But Pat Pat uh, is kind of the scholar on the territories and stuff like that. But essentially the the kind of easiest way to put it is there were uh, wrestling was a cartel much in the way oil is a cartel. So, uh, you know, all of these different areas of the country um, kind of the most, the most famous where y'all are would be Calgary. That would be Sue Hart, the stampede wrestling, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Montreal had its own territory. Toronto was kind of looped in with a lot of the great lakes promotions and stuff like that. And they all competed and they shared a champion, the National Wrestling Alliance champion, the NWA champion. And that's where Dusty Rhodes uh, kind of made his name. That's where Ric Flair, really Ric Flair is kind of the most well-known of the NWA champions. He would go around and, you know, you'd have your big, your territory's bad guy. So like the most badass guy in, in, uh, you know, in Minnesota, the most badass guy in Texas would raise hell. And then all of a sudden at the end of the month, they'd be like, oh, my God. Rick Flair's come to town, the champions here. And Ric Flair would wrestle the, you know, the biggest bad guy in the territory and would usually barely win. And then he'd go away and go to the next territory. And the wrestling was like that from, you know, basically the forties all the way up through the eighties, at which point Vince McMahon bought his father's territory, which was commonly referred to as New York. So if you listen to old wrestlers talk and they'll, they'll say like, Oh, well, you know, around that time I went up to start work in New York that means wwwf. Uh, Vince Vince McMahon's father's territory uh was New York. Once Vince bought it, his dad on his deathbed literally his dying words to his son was please do not go national. Because the whole thing was it's a cartel, right? So the way everybody mm-hmm. makes money is by keeping the you know keeping the um Keeping the champion the same for everybody and moving him around and stuff like that, moving people up who are who are you know into more prominent positions, and so they all kind of work together. Vince McMahon's whole thing was, "Fuck that, fuck y'all, I'm gonna buy up TV time." Uh, so at the time, wrestling uh, was usually produced locally. It was produced at the television show, uh, the television channel. So if you you know live in like. Buffalo, New York, and it's like, oh, Channel 6, whatever, they would probably have a studio wrestling show uh, that would be some way attached to the NWA. What Vince did was, Vince, and and they would actually you know, pay for that time. They'd be paying for the wrestling show. Vince McMahon was like, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you for the TV time for the national exposure, and that's how he ran everybody out of business. He just basically went across the country, <laughs> Bought up TV time everywhere, and that's how WWF became this you know this huge behemoth in the 80s, and that's where you get Hulk Hogan and all that stuff comes out of that. Meanwhile, in the south, the last couple of promotions in the south that were around were Memphis and Jim Crockett, and Crockett was eventually bought out by Ted Turner, and that is what became WCW. So the regionalism between north and the south was already set up, uh, you know, very very early on in the mid 80s um i forgot why i got talking about this but anyway that's 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 kind of what you need to know and you're and the uh uh uh, shit i'm sorry brother i forgot your name but the one the guy are you dave david or 19 will will is 19 sorry cut this out i fucked up will the one term (laughs) that you the one term you need more than anything else uh and it's not not just because of a wrestling thing but because uh this is how uh, American politics are now. K-Fabe. Uh, oh which, <laughs> which is uh, basically... Even...
0: Oh, they, sorry, go. They don't even follow K-Fabe anymore. They well, not in, re- these
2: days. not in wrestling they don't, but uh, no. our whole political system is that. It's yeah, just I'd we're going to have these two sides. They're going to go out. They're going to argue. And then behind the scenes, they're going to all take money from the same people. And it's they're all best friends.
0: That <laughs> so, that pretty much sums yeah, it up right there. That yeah. Sums it up. Um,
2: yeah. So uh yeah, it's uh, a re- anybody who anybody who would claim that pro wrestling is not uh you know, is some sort of, you know, extra like dumb thing that, you know, you know, is for trashy people, which is what my mother thinks, you know. Like I I do uh commentary for a pro wrestling uh promotion out here in Los Angeles and my mom Literally, when I got the job a few years ago, she was just like, oh, my God, I can't tell that to the women's club. Like, it's embarrassing. (laughs) But (laughs) It's it's become our life. It's what it is. It's 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 evoking emotion for the purposes of making more money, making money off of people. It's like, all right, if Ric Flair comes in and tells you that he's going to screw your wife and everyone you know's wife, then you're going to come back to see him get his ass
0: kicked. Back then, Ric Flair probably would.
2: And he would, yeah. That's the other yeah. thing. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely would do that without
0: now, hesitation. Now, now, Will, you had uh, a description of wrestling. You were we were talking earlier. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you you had a description of wrestling, which I which I think is pretty accurate, and, and I think that probably but <laughs> probably uh, Rivers and Adam may find this funny. So, how did you describe wrestling when I showed it to you?
3: Uh, well, it wasn't when you showed it to me. Like it, I thought about it later. And I thought, well, this is exactly what it is. Basically, from what I can tell with wrestling, we're getting like a bunch. We're getting a bunch of men together to sit down and watch some half-naked dudes hug each other violently in a grotesque display of of uh, testosterone.
2: No, that's no, that's not. That's uh, that's UFC.
0: <laughs> now that, that I fair. think about it, yeah.
1: Yeah, I say, yeah, I say that, yeah. UFC is definitely far more homoerotic than uh, wrestling is. I think, yeah, because they're like right <laughs> on top of each other, like whatnot.
2: Well, um, I, you hmm. know, I, I've I've always described it as it's uh, it's extremely high level performance art.
0: It's theater. Wrestling is it's, theater.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it is the. I mean, it's an American art form. People, you know, usually say, "What is it? Musicals, comic books, jazz, and professional wrestling." Those are the four. <laughs> Actual American art forms. uh wow. and, never heard and,
1: that what about, and, uh-huh? what about fast
2: food? Huh?
3: What about fast food? I'd say America's figuring out fast food pretty good.
2: I mean, if oh, if you oh. consider if you consider it an art form, then yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, well, they we'll, we'll, we'll figured it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so as far as but, saying, art form, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, what they? I mean, it's you know, like I said, comic books, jazz, uh, musical theater, and professional wrestling, and and all of those things kind of. Uh, have in common that a lot of them at one point or another were seen as low art. You know what I mean? Like musical theater, uh, jazz, especially was seen as like, Oh, this is, you know, uh, there was, there was no more threatening thing to kind of establishment types in the 1920s than your children getting into jazz. Oh, you know what I mean? And and now of course it's seen as very highbrow and stuff like that, but that was not always the case. Comic books. You guys know damn well that people yep. still don't respect comic books. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, they're still yeah. for children. Yeah, but yeah. Like, people and and it's very similar with wrestling too, where people are like, "Oh, that's that like dumb redneck thing," and I'm just like, "No, exactly. it is. It is the last vestige uh, in many ways of Greek theater. Um, like going back, you know, thousands of years. You know, if you think of something like Sophocles, or you think of something like, uh, you know, going into Rome, like the uh, Virgil stuff like that." that sort of theater was produced in a way in a time before amplification. First of all, that's very important to note. Um, you know, a lot of Greek theater relied on the people would wear the big clay masks, right? So if you're putting on a production of, uh, you know, uh, Oedipus Rex or Antigone or something, everybody would come out with these big clay masks and the bad guys would have big frowny faces on the masks and the good guys would have a big happy face on the mask. And that's where you get the, symbol of drama and comedy and that was literally so people in the cheap seats could tell who the bad guy was and professional wrestling operates very much in the same way where i'm sure you know will you've just sort of seen it for the first time could you not immediately tell who was the bad guy
0: no huh no i couldn't
2: <laughs>
3: I have no
0: idea. What no, well, I can barely hear you, man. Turn your mic. Off. I was gonna say, uh,
3: yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> but
3: I, I had no idea what was going on at all. Like I, well, I no, but dude I named Mr. Fuji, and I was really excited, and then he lost, and I was sad.
2: Okay, Mr. Oh, but, Mr. Oh, Fuji okay. is a great example. So when he came out, like, what was he doing?
3: Uh, he was just kind of, just, just kind of being there. But he, no, but he was
0: taunting the crowd, right? He, he was, was taunting the crowd. Yeah, with the crowd.
2: Yeah. yeah. So you could Fuji is a perfect example of a guy who comes out, you know, when he's with the, I don't know if you saw any uh the stuff where he's was with the we, Yokozuna, but eventually he gets to the point where he's like hand handing off uh, salt to Yokozuna to like you know, he's tossing salt in people's face. Oh that damn. kind of thing. So but he's a great example of somebody who is immediately, you know, identifiable as a bad guy um you know, uh, I don't some, know i
3: thought he was pretty cool
2: well no but that, well that's the thing is you typically the bad guys do end up being cool to people because that's that's what happens i mean you know terminator was such a such a cool bad guy they made him the good guy in the second one you know so uh that that happens but my point is that all of the performers ideally should be very quickly identified by the audience as being You know, their role should be pretty obvious, either either good or bad, and that that goes right back to overthinking it. No, I'm saying I'm overthinking. it.
0: (laughs) You know what? This 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 is this is this is pretty cool because I told Will that he was going to get schooled in wrestling, and well, uh, you've been schooled. So, so you know you, boy. Yeah, Don't man. Even. You know what? You know what, Rivers, you're, you're teaching me some stuff. I've been a fan of wrestling since I was just a little, little, little kid. Like I'm I'm pushing 40 here. And uh-huh. and 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 I've been like in the in early days of the nineteen eighties and things like that, my dad was the security guard at our local gardens here. And back when WWF used to do house shows and things like that, he would bring me to to the wrestling. You know when when the WWE or WWF would come here, I have a picture of me uh, sitting in Andre the Giant's hand. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I was like three years old, and and I was a tiny little kid,
1: and it's sitting in the palm small of small than his hand.
0: Yeah. Pardon? It's,
1: it's probably smaller than his hand still. Yet. I
0: I was yeah, I was yeah. smaller than his hand. <laughs> I look I look I looked like a little cabbage patch kid.
2: Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Like
0: sitting I, in the palm of, of of Andre the Giant's hand.
2: I went to uh, I went to a, a a raw I think it was or no 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 I think oh, maybe it was NXT yeah it was it was war games that's what it was uh, me and Dr. Pat went to war games the one where ricochet did the giant you know flip off the cage It was just uh, incredible uh, I, I've, was,
0: I've seen I've seen videos of that
2: It was a couple of years ago I was here in Los Angeles at the Staples Center we went and they had next to the merchandise stand uh they just had this display and it was Andre the Giant's handprint. Uh, mm-hmm. like it was, you know, just so you, you, could just kind of walk up and see what the hell is, it was, it was, it's, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's bigger than you could even imagine. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know,
0: it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's very funny that, that you said that, like I've sat in that hand and yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was, it was there, it was there. He was a, I don't remember, I don't remember it. I was like three years old, so I don't really remember. Yeah, but sure. I, I, I have that picture that my dad has framed at his house. And and every time I look at it, I'm like, "That's really where my my love of wrestling started, right there." Like my dad would my dad would go out and he would go to work, and and every Saturday morning he would sit me in front of the TV, and I would watch WWF Superstars. Uh Yeah, sure. You know, on TV, you know, like I saw Hulk Hogan. Like back then, back in the early 80s, early 90s, my dad had the Hulk Hogan haircut and mustache. Oh, the it, Yeah, he had the it, and he cool, had yeah. he had the big the big the big Hulk Hogan mustache shit and, He's all and yeah, and when nice. when he when he would go to work, Hulk Hogan would show up on my screen and for years I thought my dad was Hulk Hogan.
2: Wow. That's you know, awesome. He, he yeah, yeah, Hulk to work.
0: yeah. When, when when he had the same thing. So so for years I guess that's where that's where my love of wrestling started, and that's when I guess when I had the opportunity to actually step foot into the squared circle, I I, I absolutely jumped at that opportunity. Yeah, so, so, yeah.
3: I yeah. I just looked up Andre the Giant's like handprint, mm-hmm. and I found this wonderful image of him holding like a a, a can of beer. Yep. Oh yep. Yeah.
1: I am, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. And then there's that famous story, like, one day he was, like, in that uh, hotel bar and he drank, like, you know, like, 50, like, 60 beer and, like, passed out. When they couldn't move him. so they just left him there for the night because, obviously, he didn't pick, pick up Andre the Giant, so he just no. passed no. out on the day yeah, like, on the floor for, like...
0: If Andre Friday. the Giant was dead weight, there's not a person on this planet that could pick him up. <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, you'd, you'd need a backhoe or a scooper yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah, you just uh, yeah, you so, just, like, close up that part of
0: the hotel and you're done so rivers you seem to be well vested in in wrestling have you ever personally stepped foot in the ring
2: uh not in an actual ring but like every i mean I'm, i'm uh 33 and like everybody my age you know when i was 12 or whatever in 1999 uh we all had trampolines i grew up in alabama uh, <laughs> so everybody had, a, everybody had a trampoline in the backyard and uh, so we definitely had a neighborhood uh, you know a neighborhood wrestling federation. Like,
0: like a backyard wrestling fed?
2: Me and all the kids in the neighborhood yeah we would just get on the trampoline and beat the shit out of each other and it was it was <laughs> fun as hell like uh, th- Sounds like a good time Well no, it was a great time yeah well cause it, uh, yeah in my uh, uh, and this was around the time too like you know 98 this was right when you know, the famous Hell in a Cell match is happening and ECW is on TV. So the uh, the hardcore stuff that was happening at the, you know, in the Trampoline Wrestling League was, uh, was pretty intense. Uh, you know, th- tempers got heated occasionally and uh, people, you know, not like permanently hurt, but, you know, people got fucked up. Like my friend... Uh, a friend of mine hit my other friend with a golf club in the leg
1: like really
2: fucking hard. And like his brother, like, like you know, the kid, it was one of those like, he was one of those little shitty kids. He was like, "I'm calling my brother." And then his brother showed up and his brother was like 16, so he pulls up in a car and we all ran screaming. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs> like, oh my well, god uh, here. That, that, no, that's ran. a that, that's a really good segue because the reason why I asked that is because you know, I I, I took my love of wrestling myself personally if I'm going to tell a little personal story. I took my yeah. love of wrestling one step further. I've actually yeah, sure. stepped I've actually stepped foot in the ring.
2: Wow. Okay, yeah. And yeah did you like, did you train or you I just did. Uh,
0: I did. Awesome. I, I trained for four months in uh, Escanaba, Michigan. Okay. Under a gentleman by the name of Mike Shaw. You know him better as Bastion Booger.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: do know Bastion. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ba- Bastion Booger. Now, now, Adam, if you look up Bastion Booger, because I'm not going to be able to Please type Please look him up. <laughs> look him up and post a picture of him up on here on the Discord. Bastion Booger. Um. In his in his uh, he had this house in Escanaba, Michigan, and I would go every Friday night after school. Uh, This was back, oh my goodness, uh, end of two thousand, beginning of two thousand one, right? So, well, beginning of two thousand, mid two thousand one, and yeah, Bastion Booger, that's him right there, man.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's Mike Shaw. Oh man, I'm gonna tell you a story. Oh my goodness. So we would go to his house, and he had this big garage in his back, and inside that garage was just, just, just like desks and 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 empty beer cases, and the ring set up in the corner. Okay, we really couldn't bounce, we couldn't bounce, bounce back and forth on the ropes too much because the ring was definitely sat right in the corner. We uh, only had yeah. we only had like two corners that we could bounce off the ropes, and uh, and they were like this. So you couldn't, yeah, do, you yeah. Couldn't,
2: you couldn't run the ropes really.
0: Couldn't couldn't run the ropes very well. But yeah. the ring was there. It was nice and solid. It was great. Um, he didn't do a lot of teaching. He didn't do a lot of teaching. The uh, only thing I remember from him is is a couple of things. Uh, he would always sit in the corner and just eat buckets of chicken.
2: Oh my God. I swear Just, to God, I thought you were about to say boogers.
0: No. Do no. <laughs> <Did> you imagine? <laughs> buckets of boogers? Mm. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. He was a nice guy. Mike Shaw was a great man. He really oh, was. Yeah. Hey, I know. I'm sure. Yeah. He was, a, he was a fantastic, I'll never, I'll never put him down ever. But, but all I, but all I remember is him eating buckets of chicken, like KFC. Like he would oh, have spacks yeah. of, of KFC. And, and my do. very, pardon. As you do. Yeah, as you do. Uh, my very first night, like I, like I said, I would go there Friday night after school and I would spend the night in Escanaba, Michigan, and then I would come back Saturday, after, Saturday afternoon to, to Saturday evening. And we would just train. That's that's what we would do. Uh, the very first night uh, I was there, we had to do an initiation, right? As a greenhorn, as, as okay. a brand new guy, I had to do an initiation. So, so, he he would set us in the corner of the ring and everybody in the room had to give all the greenhorns two chest slaps. Okay? Two chest slaps in the corner as hard as you could. Room. And the the last person to give you chest slaps. Now there was two, 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 one, two... Three, there was three. me and two other people were were first time training. So we would all sit in the room, we all sit in the corner, and I went last. So uh-huh. and I didn't want to go last because I would have to watch everyone else happen. And I'd be like, I just didn't want that to happen. So two hard chest slaps, So we stood in the corner. He made us put our hands like cup our our arms around the top rope, so we weren't we wouldn't fall down, right? So everybody would give us two hard chest slaps, and he was the last one to give us the chest slap. So our, our, our chest was all full of welts and yeah. bloodied and bleeding. And now and here then,
2: comes the chicken grease.
0: And then here comes the chicken grease, exactly. Bastion oh, Booger, God, he would turn on Bastion Booger. Mike Shaw, like, outside the ring, he was a nice guy. Inside yeah. the ring, you don't want to fuck with that man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay so he would step through the ropes and he would turn bastion booger on you would see mike shaw go away yeah and, yeah. and, and bastion booger would turn on and and uh he gave you two hard chest slaps and to this day to this day mike shaw has passed away now he's passed away a long time ago yeah. but but <laughs> to this day every time i watch wrestling and i see someone get a chest slap i just wince and my chest hurts
2: uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a sense okay, memory. Work. You
0: know, I, I have, that, I have. That man <laughs> could probably kill me with his pinky. I, I had, I had scars on my chest for years, and they're all faded now. But scars on my chest for years, and and my very first match, my very first match, was, and this is, this is gonna be, uh, maybe a sore spot. I don't know, but my first match was two days after September
2: 11th. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Great, two great day- time to great time to be entertaining people. Yeah, two days after yeah, September 11th. How I timing.
0: got into the United States, I have no idea. We live on. We live in a city called Sault Ste. Marie. Okay, there's Sault Ste. Marie, oh, Michigan. Like way north. Yeah, way way north. Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Okay, so I should I live also in Sault Ste. mention Marie.
3: that uh, Michigan does Sioux like S O O, and we do no. S-A- well, if they're saying the Sioux, yeah, like okay, they're more likely okay. to do S O O, and we do.
0: So S-A-M-U-L-T. there's two cities, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Okay. So my first match was in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan at the Armories two days after September 11th. Okay. And I was the only Canadian in the all American company. The company was called Superior Wrestling Alliance. Uh-huh. And, and my name was, you know, the very creative Justin Sane. Okay. Okay. Uh, cre- creative, right? So, so no I came out. I came out, we all did, we all did our, our, you know, our, uh, memorial Fake to testing. the victims of nine eleven, and, and I was, I was supposed to be the the heel. So I came out and we dressed in all black and my thing was hardcore, right? It was at the time when the hardcore belt could be, uh, contested 24 seven. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Back, back then. Oh, yeah. So, so, uh, we all came out and I had my chair in my hand and, and the hometown guy, his name was Buckshot. He was in the ring and he, yeah, his name was Buckshot. He was oh, yeah. in the ring and he was doing you know, the, we feel for the families and victims of of September 11th, nine eleven, And so we all, we all did a moment of silence. So we did a moment of silence and, and we all participated in that. And then right at the very end, uh, they played the Star Spangled Banner. Okay, and then during the stars, during right at the end of the Star Spangled Banner, Buckshot went up on the top rope and and he held his his belt high like he was the hardcore champion. He was the hometown hero, so he held his belt high. And as everyone was traveling back to the locker room to start the show, I came flying out of the back, went through the bottom ropes, cracked him over the head with the chair, threw the chair on the ground, double underhook, DDT him right then and there on the chair, rolled him <laughs> over. <laughs> pinned yeah. him pinned him for the hardcore title and the star spangled banner was still playing hell yeah <laughs> and immediate heal yeah of course immediate heal <laughs> and, and, and outstanding and, and uh oh. like without question i had beer thrown on me i had death ah. threats and the whole nine yards jesus and and we uh oh. the, we main evented that night me and him Uh, obviously he got his belt back because he's the hometown hero yeah but but we we oh man we went at each other like you (laughs) wouldn't believe oh my god anything that anything that wasn't tied down we hit each other with Yeah, yeah
3: like after the fact did you guys like like shake hands like
0: hey good good times out there no, not not in the ring because back then. No, like after the fact. After the fact, uh, after I after I got, ga- gained my bearings back after the whooping that we both got to each other. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were we were friends after that.
2: Yeah, tr- traditionally, uh, you know, after at least from from because I've I've not uh, gotten you know I've not actually gotten physically involved in anything uh, yet. Assuming you know wrestling. Comes back at, at some point. Uh, oh, it'll, and, it'll
0: come back. It'll
2: come and we and we get to do shows again. Uh, I talk a lot of shit. I am I am sort of the you know not not comparing myself in any way, but I am the sort of Bobby Heenan uh, you know dickhead uh, announcer at uh, uh, Brian Kendrick's Wrestling Pro Wrestling, which is a that's, uh, that's awesome. It, it, man, we have such a good time. Like I because I've been doing comedy now that I we're I'm coming up on my ninth year of doing stand-up Damn. comedy. And nice. I and I have That's had nice. a, so much, such a, I don't want to say, I don't want to shit on like comics necessarily, but wrestlers are just like so much more chill. It's like, it's a very similar kind of vibe, but because stand-up is such a sort of lone wolf pursuit, everybody, everybody in LA, especially stand-up, a lot of people are just kind of like, you know, psychotic narcissists. But with wrestling you can't be that because you are in charge of someone else's health when you're in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to they have to trust each other so implicitly. So there is you know, there's some amount of ego that comes with you know any sort of performing art or anything like that, but with wrestling it's like you kind of can't be a huge dickhead because if people don't want to work with you, then what are you going to do? You can't wrestle, you know, can't wrestle. I mean, you can't actually wrestle a broom. You know, <laughs> they always said Ric Flair could <laughs> wrestle a broom and make it a great match, but you know. can't, you can't really do that. So
0: Harry Saturn so, brought a mop to the ring for years. So you that's know. right.
2: And, yeah. And uh, Chavo Guerrero had Pepe, the, the stick horse and
0: yeah. Uh, yep.
2: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, my, my experience dealing with all that and, and the, um, Wrestling Pro Wrestling, I don't know if y'all are familiar with it, but it's very, uh, it was started by Brian Kendrick, obviously who's a, uh, you know, former tag team champion of WWE, uh, former Cruiserweight champion. And
3: yeah, you know, obviously genuinely, like
2: <laughs> genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met. And he is also a maniac as far as like his brain, where just the things that he thinks of, cause he writes most of the stuff himself. And then uh, they build these crazy costumes, because Brian is very much like I am. like his he's obsessed with the stories and specifically with just like the weird things in wrestling. like Brian Kendrick, and it's funny because he's known as you know, he's a cruiserweight, and he's known for being very kinetic in the ring and he's a high flyer and he's you know he's a he's a smaller guy, but he can you know he can he can bounce around and all that good stuff and put on a hell of a match. Um, but his favorite wrestler of all time is Coco Beware. Ooh, Birdman, right? Because he had a fucking bird and he was insane, and so Birdman. And, and, and Ryan was like legit, like moved to tears when Coco got in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Like he loves Coco, and that tells you everything you need to know. Because you know we have all of these amazing Southern, you know, Southern California is just a hotbed of amazing indie wrestling so there's all these people that want to work there because brian is very well respected he's a trainer he trained ronda rousey uh he was one of her trainers when she got into the wrestling biz and stuff like that i didn't know that he's very he's a very well respected yeah he would come from training ronda rousey like the most famous fighter in the world and then he would come to the garage and just build a bunch of crazy costumes and talk shop and drink beers with me and the two other idiots that worked there uh and it, it was great um, but they they build these costumes, these elaborate costumes. So uh, mm-hmm. you know we have uh, like King Giraffadora, oh. which is very oh similar to King God. Ghidorah uh, from Godzilla, except his necks are all giraffes. So a guy comes <laughs> out in a <laughs> costume where he's got his arms up like this, and he's got a giant giraffe head, and it's this like unstoppable like you know monster, and then he'll be fighting somebody like eric watts or darwin finch or you know one of these like actually very talented uh you know kind of local wrestlers and people just like working there because they like the vibe and it's because it's a comedy you know it's a comedy show but it's also a wrestling show i and like the vibe and
0: you're just describing it i kind of want
2: hey we're we got all our shows are on the, all all of our shows are on uh youtube.com wrestling pro wrestling uh I know. can watch everything
0: I Adam posted it up on the uh, on the on the okay, here.
2: yeah, so just yeah, if you look through, I mean, it, Ooh, and it's even it, man, it's so fun. like those live shows because it's it's l a. so people are people are here are kind of demand a different sort of entertainment. Like they don't necessarily, you know, the same shit that would fly in you know, in a town like where I came from, as far as you know comedy or whatever is is seen as a little. Dull here for whatever reason, just because there's just so much live entertainment. So the show has turned into this like really fun environment, or at least when it when it was still running. Hopefully we'll we'll get back there at some point. But uh You'll get there. Yeah, we'll see. Uh but um but yeah, it's 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 been uh it's been fun. But anyway, all of that is to say, I I do commentary for it and when we were first approached to do it, it was just because of the podcast, because they heard me and Pat talking about wrestling on the show. And somebody sent it to Brian because he wanted, he specifically wanted comedians uh, to be the commentary team because there's so much of it is like very, you know, kind of funny. Um, and when he approached uh, Pat and I to do that, um, you know, he kind of explained what the idea of the show was going to be, where it's like, all right, we're going to have all these crazy characters and, you know, the whole thing is meant to be just kind of, you know, insane. And I told him, I was like, hey, you know, take this idea or not, but, Honestly, I think it's gonna be funnier if we just play it very, very straight in terms of commentary. <laughs> because because when Brian was pitching it, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I mean, it's gonna be really silly. So if y'all want to like make fun of the characters or whatever, you know, just how you know, I trust you, uh, you know, as comedians, uh, you know, play it however you want." And I was like, "Dude, it's gonna be so much funnier because we have the character, yeah. for instance, named Chowmain Charlie." That was and Chow Mein Charlie is an anthropomorphic box of Chinese food. Yeah, uh, like classic <laughs> right. white folding carton with the pagoda, the red pagoda, and then oh on the front it says General so-so and he's just this gigantic. You know, it's it's you can't see out of the thing. It's just a huge box of Chinese food, and you know Brian was like, "Oh yeah, you know, feel free to make fun of it." I'm like, dude, it's so much funnier to actually analyze how you would fight a giant box of noodles. So when he comes out, we're all just like, here he is from, you know, from, uh, you know, down the street, uh, uh, from the strip mall. This is Chow mein Charlie. (laughs) Now, Dr. Pat, when you're looking at at it, you're staring down an opponent like Chow mein Charlie, you got to understand he has a very high center of gravity. All right. So you're going to want to work those legs to bring that box of noodles down, like that kind of thing. And, to He's me, that's that's theory. so much funnier than being like, yeah, look at this stupid thing. You know, it's way funnier to just be like <laughs> taking it very, very seriously. and the last the last character that they introduced right before we had to kind of go on pause uh, because of the corona thing, uh, and it was so funny. You can actually watch the video where I don't even do commentary because I'm literally just like, and buried my face in my hand laughing so hard. Was they have a character um and this would be for you know for will, if you're not familiar there was a there was a, a wrestler in the UK uh back in like the 60s, like an old school wrestler uh, oh, damn who and he was named Giant haystacks, and he was Ooh. this British guy, and Ooh. giant what? haystacks was what would y'all say like five hundred pounds, six hundred pounds, just this like huge Whoa. blob, like a yep. massive man, right?
0: he would, so, he would just wear overalls.
2: Yeah, would just have overalls, and he would just yeah. sit on you. Like he's yeah. just like massive, right? Uh, so, our, one of the characters that we introduced right at the end there was we had a character named Giant Haystack, uh, and it was literally just a bale of hay with a face and overalls. And when he came out, he had a bunch of guys run out with like pots and pans, and one guy had a banjo. I, you know, oh like Lord. just so it was just a giant bale of hay. Uh, that somebody had to fight, you know. So we have we have stuff like that, and then we also have just incredible actual indie wrestling. So it's like we're gonna reel in the wrestling fans with like the good wrestling, and then we're gonna reel in the comedy fans with the funny stuff, and then hopefully get everybody into it so that that's, that that's
0: sounds that really really sounds like an amazing thing i had no idea wrestling pro wrestling i think i i'm gonna you know i have nothing to do today after the podcast is over so because i have a guest coming tomorrow and i really don't feel like cleaning so i think uh-huh. i'm just going to uh, just sit and binge watch uh now this wrestling pro wrestling thing because that sounds uh fun and if i it's- had a way if i had a way to los angeles i would i would totally go see oh show. dude
2: get oh, this man. i mean uh I, I don't i don't Uh, forgot who said uh, who was keeping up with the current product and stuff like this, but we have now had uh, so many because Brian still wrestles for WWE. He's still there. And it's funny because this is what I always tell people about wrestling for wrestling. I'm like, here's how, uh, here's how kind of weird it is. It's so weird that Vince McMahon was not threatened by it in any way. When Brian came to him (laughs) and he's working for him and Vince, Hey, you know, he does not, he would not do this. Like if any no. other if any other employee came to him and was like, Hey, I've got my own, you know, thing on the side, Vince would not deal with that. But because Brian explained it to him, he's like, Yeah, we have uh, the four Maj horsemen who are the four horsemen but their heads are made of cheese, Vince was like, I don't give a shit. Whatever. <laughs> so
0: that, that sounds like Vince.
2: That's so that, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, this was oh, so I sure sure that man. Yeah, the four mosh horsemen are uh, Ricotta, Ricotta Flair, uh, Gorgonzoli Anderson, Parm Anderson, and of course Tully Blanchard. Uh,
3: oh, wow. Man, that sounds like yeah. a Buddha time.
2: Uh yeah, well yeah, well that's my that's my job, right? Is I just get to sit there and just do cheese puns for like 20 minutes. Oh, that's it's so a fucking
3: uh, cheesy though.
2: Yeah, he's oh. he's the che- he's the culture boy. He's the cheesiest player in the game, <laughs> you know? Uh,
0: Oh, that's so, hilarious! I, I I must watch this now. I, I'm telling
2: you, man, we we have a good ass time, and and but oh, but what I was saying is, so all of the WWE people, because Brian is like everybody loves him, they all know about this, and they come to the shows. So I've I've had Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, uh, I already just adore her just as a as a competitor. She sat in the front row at our uh, w- our Halloween show, which is called Beefy Brawlers and Creepy Crawlers. Uh, she it. sat she sat in the front row of our Halloween show and was going ape shit for three hours, like the whole time. Jesus. She was like booing the heels, cheering the faces, losing her mind, and like I already, you know, just respect the hell out of her as a as a performer and as a wrestler. And I'm just like kind of out of my side eye, just like watching. and I'm like. Damn, Becky Lynch is cool as fuck. She is love. She loves it. Uh, all the New Day guys have come. Xavier uh, Woods comes every. He flies himself to LA for every show. Uh, and Kofi, man. when he when he was the champ, I got a picture with Kofi Kingston. Uh, he came to the show and was just like, dude, this was the best show I've ever seen.
0: So you need to bring that up to Canada. You need to bring that up to Canada when you man. can. When you can, I, yeah, I want come to, here.
2: Or hey, y'all, y'all come here. And uh, I don't know if you're still. Uh, you know, you mentioned you were trained. I don't know if you're still working. But no, you
0: know, I haven't. I haven't stepped foot in the ring in a little while, man. I, okay. I, I would see. I would love to. Now that I've gotten myself back into shape, I yeah, let myself. Yeah. I let myself go for quite a while. I was like 600 pounds. I looked like that guy on the screen there. Uh-huh. Uh, it was huge. But uh, now I got myself back into shape. I would love to get myself. Back into the ring. I well, dude, love we can, it. Evan hasn't we can actually a, done any wrestling since the. Well, incident.
2: hey, guess what? If you're wearing one of the big costumes, if you're the turkey, you know, you don't, uh, you don't have to. <laughs> you could just be now, a giant turkey.
0: Now, now, before I watch this, are you are you wrestling in the costume?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. the um, are you are you all familiar with the band Guar? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so uh, Derek yeah. Smith, who uh, wrestles as Serial Man. Who is essentially Hulk Hogan, but his head is a giant box of cereal. Uh, so, Cereal Man grew up, I, I think he's from North Carolina, but he spent time in Richmond and he's buddies with Techno Destructo from Guar, who showed him how to build all these costumes out of film rubber. So, yeah. you know, Guar, if people are listening and don't know, is this metal band that dresses as monsters from space, essentially. Um, and so that's, that's how he builds all the costumes. But the extra step is like, Guar has to like, Play guitar and drum and you know perform in these things. It's a whole nother thing to like actually have to fight in them, you know. So yeah, he, they, uh, him and uh, Ben Tranum, who's the producer who does all the technical stuff as well. Uh, they build all the costumes with Brian, uh, and they just come up with all this stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah, anyway, they they fight in the costumes. So like my favorite. Uh, so I mentioned Serial Man. Uh, his uh, you know, the Robin to his Batman is Pop Tart Boy, so it's cereal <laughs> man. They are the champions of breakfast. Uh, and uh, when they come to the ring, Pop Tart Boy. I mean, if you look him up, he's in a Pop Tart suit, a huge Pop Tart suit. Uh, and so and of course you can't. He can't get in between the ropes. You know, he has to go over the top, and so it legitimately takes him like five or six minutes to get into the ring. <laughs> I just
3: Pop-Tart oh. boy and I'm very confused at what I'm seeing. I'm like, I found none of what you're talking about.
2: Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll find you a, a picture, but yeah, it takes them a long ass time to get into the ring is the point. And that, you know, that in and of itself is sort of a comedy bit, right? I, so, uh,
0: I, 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 when, when you said serial man was like a ripoff of Hulk Hogan, that reminds me, I had uh, two Wrestling personas, right? Huh? So I had two wrestling personas. And you said Hulk Hogan, and it brought that brought back Brock Bat, my my uh, my second wrestling persona, which was the real Canadian Mike McKenzie, which uh, which a rip off of Hulk Hogan.
2: There's a ooh, cereal, oh. cereal man. There you go,
0: cereal man and Pop Tart boy.
2: That's cereal man and Pop Tart boy. Yeah, so it's a real phone and then there's the there's the formage, there's the formage horseman. Uh, <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> oh
0: man, that is incredible.
2: It's the good ass time. But anyway, I I said all of that for the last fifteen minutes to just say uh, I have not been in the ring. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do. You know, I think you know what was you, weird is that you, when I moved, you need to I, try
0: it. You need to. Oh try yeah. It.
2: Well, I want. Well, when I moved to LA, right, one of the things that I figured out pretty quickly is that almost every stand up at least every male stand-up comedian in LA was at one point or is currently like a wrestling fan. Like it's just this weird through line that runs through. And I think deep down a lot of us it's, you know, it would be great to sell out Madison square garden, like Kevin Hart, you know, and do a huge comedy show at Madison square garden. But I would be just as happy to be thrown through a table by like, you know, the undertaker or something like I would take, just being uh, destroyed uh, as a manager or something, you know, be a Paul uh, Heyman type. Right. You know, I, mean, I, I, I love would,
1: that. the die to get like an elbow from like Superfly.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I specifically, cool. I specifically want to be thrown through a table. I, there's just something about it. just seems awesome.
0: My, my only claim to fame, my only claim to fame in that round was my very last professional wrestling match uh, in 2004 before I went to, uh, before I went to school, before I actually met Adam in, in, in uh, college, was oh, okay. was a Loser Leaves wrestling match three-way between me and Buckshot and Hacksaw Jim Duggan.
2: What? Oh, hold on. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I love Hacksaw. Real quick, I love that you're the only person in history who actually left wrestling after a Loser Leaves town Yeah, back.
0: I know. I know. Um, a a loser, <laughs> loser Leaves wrestling match. Um, and the, and the, the big thing about that was uh, the ring broke. Oh shit! Yeah, the top rope, the top rope busted. Like, damn, the, the, the turnbuckle oh, busted. No. So, so that was the only thing that it was happened right after our match. Like, we had the match, and yeah. I guess the next match came in, and they bounced off the top rope, and and it it the belt the the top turnbuckle busted. Shit. But yeah, so so that was that's my only claim to fame, and I can tell you right now that two by four that a hacksaw carries around is a real piece of wood. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah! Uh, oh, no. I, I know that for a fact because I got that across the top of my back. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I've I, I've had many things happen. Like one of another story, my this, I was saying to earlier, uh, my second uh, uh, persona in wrestling was a real Canadian, Mike McKenzie. So I would come out to uh, a hacked version of Hulk Hogan's song, "Real American." Uh-huh. Every every time they said the word American, I dubbed my own voice that says Canadian.
2: Oh, nice, nice.
0: So so it would just it would just say Canadian every time I said American, and I would come <laughs> out, wearing the typical what you would think like a stereotypical Canadian guy would wear. I would come out in in jean shorts, like jorts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'd come out with a plaid shirt on, with uh-huh. a duke, with a wool hat, and I'd have a little toque. beaver, a duke, okay. a little beaver. <laughs> And then to Hulk Hogan, the whole thing, underneath my plaid shirt, I would have uh, another shirt with printed muscles on it. So, like, a picture of a muscle. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, And I would rip my plaid shirt open and it would be muscles underneath, right? So, that would be, like, my <laughs> whole Hulk Hogan thing. And um, one so of my hard last hard. matches before... Like, I, my last match, I did it as Justin Sane, but this match I did it as the Real Canadian Mike McKenzie. Uh, they... My mom and my aunt and my cousin came across the river to see me wrestle one time oh, okay. and they knew I was, I, they were there. Like Buckshot knew that they were there. And so earlier in the day, we planned the spot. Okay. Like for, for Will, a spot is something big, like a big, like a big thing. Like someone goes through a table or someone, you know, jumps off a cage or something like that. That's called a okay. spot right? And sometimes they rehearse and sometimes they don't. But, but earlier, earlier that day, we rehearsed, okay? And uh, so, so they, they kicked the shit out of me, of course, because I was always the, 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 the guy that got his ass whooped. And, and earlier that day, we, we practiced it and it went fine. Uh, what had happened was, is that they beat the shit out of me and then they put me on the top rope. Then uh, someone else on the ground set up two tables, one with the legs out and sitting on the ground. And the other table was sitting on top of it flat. Okay. The spot was, is that I was supposed to get power bombed from the top rope through the two tables in front of my mom. Oh no. Okay. We had practiced it earlier. We had, we, he bought like 10 tables, right? So we had practiced it earlier and it was fine. I don't, don't know like where this is going. I'm frightened. Well, I, yeah. So, so we did it. And, and for some strange reason, they thought it would be funny to actually, um, really wind me. I, I was, oh. I was winded like you wouldn't believe. He was and, gassed. gassed. Yeah. That was the word I was trying to think of. I couldn't remember that word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was gassed like you wouldn't believe. And, and I forgot a part of the whole thing cuz when you take a power bomb you're supposed to take it off the top of your shoulders and then slap the mat with with your hands in order to uh, to take the, the energy away from from your upper body and and so I kind of forgot that so I took a power bomb twisted oh so I took God. it twisted and I herniated two discs in my spine when I went through when I went through the two tables oh, and no my mom told me Afterwards, because I don't remember this, my Why? mom told because I got a concussion as well. <laughs> Does uh, that surprise anyone? That doesn't surprise you. Uh, my mom told me that when I went through the tables, the tables literally exploded, <laughs> like <laughs> into pieces, <laughs> like exploded. My my cousin oh took my a piece God. of the table, which I have, which I have to get back from him to this day. I keep asking him, but uh, <laughs> he took a piece of the table and he has it at his house, but. Um, but yeah, so that that was that was my the big spot that I took in my life was, oh was my that one. God, that's and uh, Crazy. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was it was really weird. And uh, so yeah, that's that's my wrestling story and my claim to fame was I fought Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh my yeah.
2: my hacksaw thing, by the way. Uh, he uh, I I don't know if he still does, but at one point he lived in the same hometown as as a friend of mine in Florida. <laughs> And he was telling me that, like, when he goes home uh, for Christmas, that he'll go to this bar and Hacksaw is just hanging out at this bar. And usually we'll just at some point yell out, all right, who wants to get Hacksaw high? Uh, Oh, my God. And then he's like, yeah, so I smoked weed with Hacksaw out behind a dumpster behind this shitty bar in Florida a bunch. (laughs) Uh, Hacksaw, great man.
0: Great man. Absolutely wonderful man uh covered himself in baby oil all the fucking time.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: All the time. Dude, have uh, you been
2: but... have you ever covered yourself in baby oil
0: on weed? No. <laughs> can't can't say that I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't, can't say that I have, but uh but but <laughs> on oh, <I need> weed. <laughs> the weed, yeah. So will this is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So this is Hacksaw he kind of looks
2: like yeah. He kind of looks like the lion from uh, Wizard of Oz.
0: Yeah, that's hey, hacksaw oh, Jim he, Duggan. I was trying to what figure have, out yeah. what he reminded
3: me of. Actually, damn, that's exactly.
0: It. Yeah, that's hacksaw Jim Duggan. So uh,
3: oh, yeah, so, looks like yeah, a so that's a version of the of the lion.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Bert Lar, yeah. Bert the great Bert Lar. Yeah, from Wizard oh, of Oz. Okay, man. so we're gonna take a pause from wrestling right now. <laughs> We're going to take a pause from wrestling. I don't know. I, I think I forgot to tell, tell Will that we're going to do this. We're going to do your
3: segment you right now, Will. You completely oh. forgot to tell me about okay. any of this. And I need to pull that up now.
0: <laughs> okay. So while you're doing that, Will has a little segment that, that uh, because we have a guest on, because we have, because we have Adam here, uh, we're, we're going to do a little bit just to see what, uh, see what their opinions are. We have, uh, there's Hacksaw and uh, Andrew the Giant right there. Oh my god. Uh so it's called what are your thoughts on? It? Okay. So we give you we give you a topic. Okay. And and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the what your opinions are, are on both sides, whether you like it. Like for example, uh, PlayStation versus Xbox. Right? Or yeah, so there's,
3: uh, there's like the classic console
0: wars, Nintendo. You know, like Sega. Coke versus Pepsi, things like yeah. that. Stuff like so, that. We're going to take Coffee. a small break, Small, just a small break from wrestling, if that's okay. Rivers, is that, is that cool with you? Yeah. All right. So, so do you have a topic there, Mr. Will? Uh, you know what? I do. Okay. I do,
3: actually. I do have a topic right here. So this one is actually sent in by, by Dingo. Okay. Uh, he, he has sent in a lot of stuff in the past and a lot of our you know, listener uh, submitted stuff. Okay. okay. And but he, but he, but he wants us... Before
1: a... we do that, though, I just have one question.
3: Mm-hmm. What's up? Did
1: Dingo eat
3: the baby? Dingo did not eat the baby. How do we
0: know? Did we ask him?
1: Go ahead. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, stupid question. Go ahead. See, <laughs> you, Do personally. you
0: get that
2: reference?
3: <laughs>
0: I, I know Dingo personally. That's right, dude.
2: That show is probably I older than me.
3: I don't get the reference. Oh,
1: <laughs>
2: uh, Meryl, Meryl Streep lost a child. Yeah, she got her Dingo. baby eaten. I didn't go. And
1: side note, I literally have a t-shirt that's older than you are.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. that was God was damn! Yeah, <laughs> nineteen, okay. two thousand one. God damn!
3: Yeah, no, so, that's the two thousand. Yeah, sorry, sorry oh,
0: So he's, continue, going, yeah. he's he's going on twenty. So what's your what's your topic, man?
3: Yeah. So this one is sent in by Dingo, and he asks: food on a stick or food on a plate? Give a
0: no stick. So so rivers, what's what's your opinion? Food on a stick or food on a plate? Um
2: it depends on if people can see you or not. It depends on if you're in public. Um because <coughs> I, I can tell you a very uh uh brief stand-up related story about food on a stick. Um my Please do. my first ever uh comedy fe- or well first ever festival that I got into as a comedian was in two thousand twelve uh in Birmingham, Alabama. They have a music festival called Secret Stages. Uh, where they had all the venues around you know this kind of downtown area of Birmingham, uh, Alabama uh, were all set up and they had music and they had comedy. Um, so I was booked on that. And I was uh, Friday night, the show we did Friday night was awful. Like everybody, the bar was shaped like an L. And so every so we're performing here. And then there's this whole bar around the corner packed out with people who are just talking. They don't even know that there's a show happening right here. They're all just running their mouths. And so the sound is just coming around the corner, drowning out. You can't get a rhythm. You can't hear the laughs. It's just bad. I bombed. I died on my ass. The jokes didn't work. It sucked. And so I did my time. And then the next person went up and I just went outside. So it's a it's a. You know, it's a festival, so they've got little carts selling, you know, hot dogs and cotton candy and all that kind of stuff. And I'm walking, and I just feel like shit. I'm like, man, I should quit. That sucked. I'm bad at this. Just feeling awful. And then oh. I see a, a light up ahead, and, and and the light is a giant glowing sign that says, uh, fried chicken on a stick. <laughs> <And they're, laughs> oh, my God. And they were selling... I swear to God, they were like two feet long. These gigantic sticks that they dip in the fryer and they're wrapped around just like, you know, chicken, right? So it's this huge fried chicken stick. And I was hungry and I felt like a failure. So I was like, all right, well, I've earned this. And so (laughs) I get the fried chicken on a stick. And now I just have this cartoonishly like long fried thing. And I – Got kind of lost, and I somehow doubled back. and I ended up like coming around the corner, and I was back in front of the venue where I had just died on stage. And now the show is over, and the entire crowd is in front of the venue. And now I am I <laughs> suddenly am just standing there with the physical manifestation of my own failure, just like that. <laughs> Dumb with a, <laughs> and now I just see everyone who just saw me and was just like, this guy sucks. And now I'm just like, mm. so my answer <laughs> to your question, you right? So, the answer to the question is uh, if there is a level of privacy uh, assumed, go for broke on the stick, on the plate, doesn't matter. If no one can see you, baby, do whatever you like. If you're in public, yeah, you gotta go a plate, plate is the only dignified way to go, I think. <laughs>
0: That's that's a great story. Oh that's a great God. story.
2: <laughs> that's true. It's a that's true a, thing. That's a Holy great story. In fact, man. I think I have a am gonna find my I think I have a selfie that I took because I was I, I, as it was happening to me, I was actively just been like, oh this is like this is awful, but it's pretty funny. Like I feel I was like I feel <laughs> bad now. But this is this pretty kid? funny.
1: <laughs> 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 this will hilarious to somebody else right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, oh man, I can't wait to see this. Oh. <laughs> so Kevin. Oh man. Oh, man. Yes. My, my plate opinion or Let's hear it. Uh, plate or stick again. That's all depending upon. Oh my God. Look at the size of that thing. Oh my Lord. Look at the it's size of that it. thing. I know see. we, we, we can't see the video. You're going to have to send those pictures to Adam.
2: Oh yeah. I'll t- I'll text them to you right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Send all the pictures you you showed us, send them to Adam and, Okay. and then he'll, he'll plop it all over our social media if you don't mind.
2: Oh yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Okay, uh, but for my opinion, again, just like River said, it all depends upon the situation at the time, right? Uh, like if I'm at a country fair or a county fair or a, a fair of some kind, you can't be walking around with a plate. You know what I mean? Like everything's like, yeah. got to be like on a sure. stick, right? Like yeah. Like if everyone's doing it, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. it sure. has to be on a stick because you can't you can't ride a. A, a ride at a fair or something or play a game while holding a plate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know what plus, I mean? So true.
0: Plus corn
2: dog. Exactly. Exactly. Just one of the best classic food on a stick. That's right. just one of the man. Yeah. You get the corn dog and the mustard and
0: yeah. You, great. You can't get any better than that. No. But, but if, but again, if you're, if you're the privacy of your home and things like that, you can get all sloppy with the stick all you want. But, I don't know. So I guess in my my opinion because because I'm a weird kind of guy, if I have to eat on a plate, I will if it's there, but if I had to choose, it would be a stick.
2: Yeah. I like a bucket.
0: I like a good bucket. Bucket's pretty good. <laughs> I I, I, out of a bucket. <laughs> I again, I can't look at a bucket without thinking of Mike Shaw. I seriously can't. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah I Honest. I, I yeah. can't look. I can't look at a bucket of chicken without without thinking of Mike, and 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 my chest hurts every time. And it's not because I <laughs> ate buckets of chicken and I'm going to have a heart attack, but it's 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 the uh, it's the whole yeah. So what about you, Adam?
1: Well, as a whole, as there's not really that many stick related foods, really, so I'm going to go with plate.
3: All right. All right.
0: Uh, plate, right. plate 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 works what about yeah, you no,
3: i i guess i guess if you want to go if you want to go the not fun way yeah i'm, like I'm all for the stick personally if i could get a hard shell taco on a stick i 100 would do that any day of the i don't care where i am i don't care if i'm out at like a wedding at like some fancy event i will pull out just a taco on a stick and start eating is that a real thing a taco on a stick I, if
0: it, if it's awesome. not, it should be.
3: Because
2: I, oh, I was, I was, I was, was trying to think of it. That would
3: be one
1: of the hard, hardest things to put on a stick, I would think.
2: N- no, no. Yeah. I, I'm already, I've already got it. Because as soon as you said it, I was like, Jesus, that's brilliant. And I've already got it. Um, y'all, you know, like the taquitos, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So it would just be a oh, long okay. taquito oh. wrapped around and then fried. So it wouldn't oh, be... Okay you wouldn't have the yeah. lettuce necessarily but you would definitely have the taco meat and the shell and then you know if they gave you like some kind of like avocado dip or you know some oh buddy all
0: right rivers if if you make that you need to show us you need to take a picture and you need to show it
2: well i don't even need to make it i can just tell you what i would i can tell you exactly <laughs> how i would roll <laughs> um because because i don't you know tacos uh tacos are one of those things especially like living here uh in los angeles it's like i could make them or i could just go to the best you know place ever and it's you know part, they park a taco truck in the gas station next to my house that is some of the best mexican food i've ever had so the the impetus to actually learn to cook like that uh, for me is a bit declined just because it's always so convenient, and close and cheap. One um, door away. One door away. But there's a spot uh, in, in L.A. Um, called Cialito Lindo uh, that claims to have originated the taquito in 1934. Uh, they they claim to be the originator of the fried taco. And you can you can still get them, and they come with this really delicious avocado sauce. So all I would do is I would just bring some shish kebabs and then just stick them in the end of the taquito. <laughs> so, that way so I was, yeah, would even have to make direction.
3: it. I I googled taco on a stick. Uh huh. I apparently someone already made this joke on a TV show, and
2: I didn't know about it. Oh well, you know there. Have you ever heard of a walking taco? I've walking never heard tacos. of a walking taco. Yeah, look oh. up wa- look up walking taco because uh, that is uh, I believe that's a Texas thing. My uh, co-host on my podcast, Sam Harder, uh, is from Austin, Texas and uh and i think that yeah i think it's like a midwestern you know that middle part of the country thing but it's essentially a bag of tortilla chips that they just pour taco shit into and you just shake (laughs) it up and and eat it as you walk
0: why don't we do this (laughs) that works and then put that on a stick yeah (laughs) that 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 sounds great that sounds great yeah okay so you guys are making me hungry here no i know
2: you You have to eat
0: now um Okay, so we're going we're gonna to circle back from, from Tacos. Now, that was, uh, that was what, uh, what's your opinion on?
3: What are your thoughts on?
0: What are your thoughts on whatever we start naming it? We're going to circle back into wrestling because we're almost at, out of time here. Okay. So, so, Will. Yo. All this talk about wrestling, my stories, River's stories, um, what are your thoughts of, based on what you heard? over the last little while
3: well it it kind okay be it honest could, to me it it sounds like like a, a more testosterone filled soap opera yeah yeah
1: it's yeah. definitely one way to i would agree this? with
0: that i would agree with that i'm done with that yeah yeah testosterone filled soap opera that's pretty much it because because we were talking earlier like you always thought you said wrestling was 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 fake right
3: well now, no, okay you're warping my words no no Just no no not all it of it like i didn't, it didn't know hold on like you, didn't you didn't let me
0: finish you didn't let me finish didn't let me finish uh i'm going to agree with you but as you said not all of wrestling is fake but there are fake parts about it right uh just as as my medical bills can show you. <laughs> I uh, you know what I believe it. Wrestling is not is it's about ninety percent real and about ten percent fake. I would that's probably what I would have to say because you actually have to be pretty athletic, somewhat, even a little bit, to step into that ring and do what they do.
2: Yeah. Well I would I would agree with that, but I would also come back and say that uh nothing in entertainment is real. So why that's are you true. Why are you holding this to that precedent? It's like it's like me coming in here. It's it's like me coming in here and being like, "Why do you watch Breaking Bad? That's fake. Why do you watch The Sopranos? That's fake. <laughs> that's, that's not right. really bad. That's, that's not right. The Simpsons is fake. Yeah. Everything's, everything's, everything. Are you telling you like me
3: that fake. Red Dead Redemption Two wasn't an actual real life thing that you can yeah. act
1: what? out? Kuar isn't really monsters. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Mind, mind blown, man. Mind blown. Everything
2: but, good is fake.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I counter that all the time when people tell me, "Oh, wrestling's fake." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, but yeah, so is movies and TVs and and what's your and favorite shows thing?" It's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's likely fake. <laughs> yeah. But but that's that's you know, that's that thing. So so, ha- have we changed your mind about wrestling at oh, all? Oh,
2: sure we've not.
3: <laughs> well, okay. Well, here's the thing. I didn't say it was fake to to that extent like I did say like some of some of the stuff I was looking at did look fake and maybe it was the way the camera angles were on that one video I watched uh, for 40 minutes <laughs> but some of the some of the hits didn't look like they actually made contact and that was that was what I was really getting
2: at with that um yeah otherwise well, like I I was going to say you watch like superstars from the 80s though I would say if you're going to just start diving in Uh, then I would say, especially for modern stuff, go watch, uh, from 2015, Sasha Banks versus Bailey at, uh, in NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, uh, just to see what the modern style looks like. Uh, and just a, just a perfect, like, you don't have to know anything because like Sasha Banks comes out and she's, you know, uh, driven to the ring in a limo, and like has all these big guys in suits, kind of like lift her up to the ring. So you're like, okay, she's an asshole, you know. And then, she's and then a, Bailey, and then
1: Bailey you, right? you
2: know? yeah. And then yeah. Bailey has like a ponytail sticking out of her head, so it's like pretty obvious. You're like, okay, so she's like, you know, she's the good guy. There, are the, the asshole. Yeah. You, well, you know, the point is, you don't have to know anything going in. You just watch this, and that'll that'll give you, a, would say, a better appreciation for what it is now versus okay. the stuff from the 80s because that is um you know that is when the the thing was as popular as it ever was but uh, except for maybe the late 90s but you know if you're watching superstars you're watching tv wrestling as opposed to something like a pay-per-view like a wrestlemania royal rumble things like that and with the tv wrestling yeah it tended to be a lot of and i like i love watching that old stuff because you get to Me see too. those you get to see those jobbers and you get to see all the weird like you know, just just like the the weird minutia of it, which is what and, I'm interested they, in. But if you want like a real, Yete. what's that? The, the Yette. Yeah, the Yet. Oh my God. Well, the Yette was a pay per view. Oh. That, that, that's that's Halloween Havoc '95, man. Oh, that's That's because that's also that's also the uh, the monster truck sumo match between the Big oh, Show and, and Hogan, and Hulk Hogan murders a man, and then for no reason he's just back at the end of the night. You're like, wait, you killed him though. You threw him off the <laughs> building uh so, uh but I, I guess, but I, I what I'm saying is uh yeah if you're if you're gonna really try to get a uh, an appreciation for how for what a beautiful art form it is, uh yeah, I would say, man, yeah, check out some uh check out some of the newer stuff because it is it is a hundred percent still go, not only is it still going, I would say, uh you know it, it's the people who are involved in it now, it is such a high level um of of athleticism and entertainment i mean watch a ricochet match watch that damn war games i was talking about from from la from a few years ago like there's, there is there's some really incredible stuff happening.
0: There, there's a wrestler there that my buddy alex was showing me today at work like he showed me pictures and videos of this guy before and i forget his name but but i can guarantee you uh, rivers you'll know him the dude that wrestles with his hands in his pocket
2: Oh, Orange Cassidy! Yes. Orange Cassidy. Okay. Holy shit! Yeah.
0: So, Will, you need to watch Orange Cassidy. Oh my God! Yes, okay. you. Okay. Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy is. I think. I think you <laughs> would absolutely love Orange Cassidy.
2: Yeah, he's probably okay. your age.
0: So, so the dude just, just to put it, he literally wrestles with his hands in his pocket.
2: Yeah, the the whole gimmick is that yeah. he's he's like he's kind of too cool to be there, and you he's he's so unthreatened by everything and the only time he ever takes his hands out of his pockets is if you like really you know
0: when he tries. Get, him,
2: get him going yeah it's it's literally him trying like he he's, he's, he's he's like yeah. i'm so good at this i don't have to try so he just has his hands in his pockets and he does these oh little my kicks God. just to piss people off unbelievable and it's one of those things where like especially a lot of the old school wrestling people like hate this guy because it kind of you know destroys the kayfabe of this being an actual physical contest but i think the story he's telling stands to reason perfectly it's like yeah if you it's like a psych out thing it's this muhammad ali doing rope-a-dope it's like all right yeah let him get you on the ropes let him think you know gain too much confidence pride goes before the fall as the good <clears throat> books tells us and then this guy will whip your ass without even trying like it all of it the, the psychology of orange cassidy holds up to me but also he's Undeniable in terms of the way the crowd reacts. If you go back and watch when they still had a crowd, my God, people go ape shit just when he just stands there with his sunglasses on and you're like, that guy's a star, man. So it's you know the, it, it it might be the comedy comedian thing in me of like the crowd is the you know, this is uh, I believe Lenny Bruce said you could be in front of an audience and every individual person in that audience could be an idiot. But together, they're a genius. And if people are going that nuts for this guy, then they're right, you know. So yeah, I love Orange Cassidy.
0: So so that's one that you need to watch, Will.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of good shit. Ch- I mean, the the '80s, I, honestly, you know, I, I as much as I hate to say it because it is like the you know the err sort of uh, idea of wrestling is is the mid '80s stuff. It is. Uh, it's hard to. It's. It's like watching an old black and white movie or something. Like, you kind of have to be well versed in the language of film to really appreciate, like, on the waterfront or some shit. You know what I mean? You have to understand the context mm-hmm. of what it means. But there's way more kind of fast paced, you know, stuff that you can watch from the last five years that'll give you a real appreciation for that stuff. And once you build that base of kind of enjoying the modern product, then you can be. You can go back and watch the older stuff and be you know kind of thoroughly entertained by it because obviously that's everybody's inspiration is macho man and hulk hogan and uh, you know that that kind of stuff um rick flair but if you watch it now without context it's it is a little bit you know kind of archaic or whatever it's hard it's hard to watch so i mean I, i'd say go back and uh, check out some You know, some Attitude Era stuff maybe would be more like Stone Cold. Degeneration X. Stone Cold's the easy one. Because you can, everybody can, because DX, like a lot of, you know, the Attitude Era is the one that everybody still holds up. In WWE, this is their fault, 100%, because they still want you to think that it's 1998 because they won't stop, you know, bringing these guys back, even though they're 20 years past their prime and everything like that. The attitude era is very vaunted, and that is and that is when I grew up. You know, I, I my first, the first wrestling I ever watched because I mentioned you know my mom when she found out I was watching it was mortified because she is you know she's the one she's from Alabama she but she is from an educated you know she of the educated southerners you know and wrestling is just low off. she just hates it you know <laughs> and uh, so she was horrified that I loved it so much so. Um, but that, but that is, you know, 97, 98, that's when I started watching. Um, and that is still held up as this golden time period. But if you go back and watch it now, there's so much just crap uh, in it. You know, there is gold. The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, all the stuff that you hear about is golden from that time period. But mm-hmm. man, there's a lot of bullshit. And, oh boy. and DX, as, as much as I like them kind of individually, Sean Michaels, Triple H... If you go back and watch that stuff, you're like, God, there was just it's so stupid. It's uh, so
0: bad. It's so it's bad. so
2: bad. But but Austin, man, that, that's what I would say to you, Will. Go back, just go on YouTube and just type in best of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cause his stuff, it's very easy to understand. Cause everybody, I assume, has worked for a living. And at some point you've been like, fuck my boss. I hate that guy. I want to oh. beat the shit out of him. And that's all Austin is, is every week he would show up and he would beat up Vince McMahon and people would lose their minds and he would just do it in increasingly ridiculous ways. So one week he would show up and drive a Zamboni to the ring and then run oh. over the top of it and just beat Vince's ass. And then, oh, the one that you just put on the, the chat there, that's a uh, that's from when he was a uh, you know, bad guy. And that's that stuff is just hilarious. That's late. That's late era, Austin. I'm talking 98, 99. Austin would show up and people would just lose their minds. And that yeah. stuff is, it's it's a thing of beauty. It really is. It's yeah. So when, dim- when
0: he when he sprayed Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon with a beer truck with the
2: beer. Yeah, the beer it's truck. Right. Just the be- the beer truck.
0: No, the beer yeah. truck, and then and then uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin filling Vince McMahon's Ferrari or something like that with a with a cement. Yep, he backed back uh, up a was, cement truck and just dumped a whole whack of cement into his car. You yeah, I mean? his, his
2: feud with the rock. That must have been his really his feud expensive. with the rock. I mean, if you just if you want to understand why The Rock is the biggest star in the world now, look no further than the shit he was doing in ninety eight, where he'd been in wrestling for three years and he's just one of the most compelling people to watch. Like his his and Austin's feud, especially that promo he cuts on the bridge when he throws Stone Cold off the bridge and his in his championship too is is unbelievable
0: so yeah, all right I, I so it. so so we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here because we've been talking for a while before man. you
3: wrap i do want to <laughs> say one thing okay yes. um, i i feel like with you guys talking about all this like i have been taking like some notes and trying to keep up um i have uh i've seen a new perspective on this and I, I actually do think i'm gonna check out some of the stuff that you guys are throwing in the chat here and some of the stuff that you've recommended I am gonna I'm gonna give it a second chance.
0: We did it. We did yeah. it. I don't I don't yeah. normally give things a second chance. But <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give
3: wrestling a second chance because I feel <laughs> like maybe maybe there's something there that I didn't see in the that crazy wacko shit I saw. Awesome. <laughs> the, awesome. I'm video. glad to hear
0: that. Now before we go, I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give you Rivers a chance to plug all your stuff. And, oh yeah, sure. We're, we're gonna give you a chance to plug all your stuff. So so give her give her down, man.
2: Okay, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley, and you can check out my podcast. It's called The Goods from the Woods. Uh, It used to come out once a week, uh, but now that we don't have anything else going on, we have kind of reformatted a little bit, and we now put out three episodes a week uh, where we kind of run down uh, the day's news. Uh, We've kind of retitled those episodes, The Corona Diaries. Uh, At some point, when we are allowed to have guests back on the show, we will probably go back to you know more regular, but man, we've had so much fun uh, in this horrifying, awful time. Uh, going through you know running because I'm quarantined with all the people I do the show with, so we actually can sit all sit in the same room and chat about what's going on and not feel crazy every day. Um, and then we do fun stuff like we read the comment section of uh, like Kid Rock's American Badass yeah. on YouTube, uh, those are uh, <laughs> which is life. That, that has become my new favorite oh, thing: is reading the comment section of various like dumb YouTube things. Because uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's truly the voice of the people.
1: Um, the humanity right there,
2: really. <laughs> it really is. But uh, yeah, so we we do all kinds of fun stuff. I mean, you know, it's kind of a news rundown, but then you know we we're we're all out of our goddamn minds. So it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, we also have a Patreon, uh, Patreon dot slash the Goods Pod. Uh, and, uh, right now. Yeah. If, if anybody new signs up for the Patreon, we just got, uh, a, uh, a bunch of, uh, new stickers. Oh, um, uh, nice. one, one of them, uh, WWF classic Monday night raw fonts, by the way. Nice. Um, so yeah, if you sign up for the Patreon, I'm going to send you some, uh, some new stickers, or if you just DM me on Twitter, I'll probably send them to you too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, think I, I, I need some more, uh, some new ones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, I'm going to send you a bunch, Adam. Uh, but, uh Yeah, yeah. So at Rivers Langley, hit me up, and uh, yeah, let's chat. Because guess what, baby, I'm not doing nothing. I got all the time in the world to chat to the uh, to the great (laughs) listeners. If there's nobody here named Josh, Uh, the Great Way North, I got got nothing but time.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so I'm going to end this right now. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening to "There's Nobody Here Named Josh" podcast. I'm Kevin, your host, alongside Will. I'm I'm also here. You, Will is also there. I, I am uh, also here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is produced by Adam Opper, who's also right there. Where'd he go? I'm right here. There you are. Uh, <laughs> AKA Stone when Our logo was created by the amazing Aaron Alessandrini, Drini, who, uh, who is normally here, but he's not here today. You can follow what we're doing on our social media that there's at there's no josh on instagram and twitter and there's nobody here named josh podcast on facebook and you can find us on youtube and you can find this podcast wherever you find your podcasts